Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Hey, folks, before we bring Buzz in, quick announcement here at the top of the show. Don't forget to buy our crap for the holidays. Now you can buy T-shirts, bumper stickers, mugs, drinkware, messenger bags, and all kinds of other items featuring the Bob Seska Show logo, along with a few vintage Bob and Chez era items and our original Flush the Turd on November 3rd t-shirts and more. And coming soon, by the way, exclusive t-shirts to celebrate the 20th anniversary of my May 2000 Napster Bad Cartoons. Don't settle for knockoff items sold by disreputable stores that flagrantly stole my Flush the Turd slogan. Go to bobseska.com and click the Buy Our Crap link under the logo at the top of the page, or just bookmark bobseska.com slash store and go shopping until you're dropping. It's not too late to buy Bob Seska Show items for yourself and everyone on your list. Thank you in advance, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son. I reached for the last one they had, but so did another man. As I rained blows upon him, I realized there had to be another way. What happened to the doll? It was destroyed. But out of that, a new holiday was born. A Festivus for the rest of us. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now, you're going to hear about it. And now, as Festivus rolls on, we come to the feats of strength. Not the feats of strength. This year, the honor goes to Mr. Kramer. Frank, no offense, but this holiday's a little... out there. Kramer, you, you can't go. Who's going to do the feats of strength? How about George? Good thinking, Cougar. Until you pin me, George, Festivus is not over. Oh, please. Somebody stop this. Let's rumble! The nicest things are happening because it's Christmas. Bob Seska! This is Governor Rick Perry. First Lady and I wish you and your family a blessed holiday season. The Bob Seska Show! <laughs> I'm acting like that surprised me, but... I did that intentionally. Nothing nothing says happy holidays like one of the Ukraine conspirators. Fuck them. (laughs) 
From our nation's capital, it is Tuesday, December 17, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com, the greatest soap ever. Hey, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hi. Day 1061 of the Trump crisis, day 87 of the impeachment of Donald Trump, 321 days until the 2020 presidential election, and with the last batch of dad jokes for 2019, here's my good friend, Buzz Burbank. Hey, hey, hi, Buzz. Hey, hey. <laughs> hi, Bob. Hi, hi everybody. Uh, yeah, this meeting will come to order. Uh, now, please, under the rules of Bob gets five minutes, I get five minutes. <laughs> yeah, it is our, our last show before I'm taking a break. I'm not sure exactly when you're breaking, but uh, now we, we we both desperately need it. Yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're, gonna, but we're, we're ready for this. We're going to have a great show today. I know this uh, because the outcome has already been decided by Mitch McConnell. So <laughs> you already know how that's going to go. Uh, here's something people don't know, though. Uh, Bob and I, uh, you know, when we're not uh, saving democracy, uh, <laughs> Bob and I are a, a swap congressional trading cards. You know, like baseball cards. Yeah. We have congressional trading cards we swap. Last week, I gave him my Jeff Van Drew, and I got his Justin Amash. So. <laughs> Ah, yes, Pretty thank happy you. About thank that. you for that one. That was a good one. Are you like me? I, I'm I'm out trying to get some Christmas cards done, and and I I this is a problem I have consistently. I keep forgetting uh, to put the second Y in Vladimir. <laughs> <laughs> Happens to me all the time. Uh, the Chinese government, just uh, following the news, as you know, I do. Uh, the Chinese government has okayed a plan for the Trump Organization to open uh, dozens of new businesses in China including escort services and massage parlors and spas. China! Yeah, looking at the menu of services, I think these businesses are going to fail, Bob. I mean, who's, who's going to ask for the Kellyanne Conway? I don't see it. I don't see it coming. Uh, so to speak. Uh, sticker, sorry. Uh, sticker, <laughs> despite that, well, maybe I've answered my own question here. What I was going to say is stick around for the entire show today and find out why Bob and I are still banned from the Hallmark Channel. I know, those bastards. There we go. Those bastards. You know, you do a couple of fart jokes and off you go. <laughs> Out on your ass. Is that what did it? Is that what did us in? I think so. You know, they just, they're not a big fan of the flatulence. They don't like poopy jokes over there. Uh, okay. But wait, no, wait. Before this gets away from us, I just want to say uh, thank you to you for a wonderful year. Uh, well, no, the year actually sucked. But thank you for being <laughs> here with me for it. And and to everybody listening, uh, this is my last show with Bob for the year. Uh, I'll be back in, I don't know, I'm thinking March. Uh, <laughs> Good, good idea. I'll join you then. We'll see. Well, I just take a couple of months off with you, too. Uh, I just wanted to take this opportunity to say uh, how grateful I am for you and how much I enjoy doing this show. And thank you for letting me do it with you. Um, and uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Yeah. Well, obviously, the, the feeling is 100% mutual, my friend. And, and, and I don't know what I'd be doing if it wasn't for you uh, here on every uh, every Tuesday show. And, shouting, uh, yeah, shouting on and, street corners. <laughs> That's right. I mean, the work you have been doing, I keep thinking this. I think I mentioned it to you over text the other day. The work that you have done, especially in the past year, 
has been some of your best work of your career. I, I, I'm i not familiar with your entire repertoire. <laughs> I've, I've heard a lot of uh, air oh, check I've, tapes and things like that, and obviously I've, the Don and Mike show, the Michael Mara show, but this is absolutely 100% your best work ever, and you should be very, very proud. And I'm just, I'm you. so grateful that I get a little tiny piece of that every Tuesday, too. So, Oh, yeah, and and on my show every Thursday, because your, your commentaries have done so much, uh, you know, for that show as well. In fact, you've done a lot for me, and that's that's really what I'm thanking you for. But uh, no, it's 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 a terrific uh, it's a terrific relationship, and uh, I look forward to, to doing it again in 2020. Well, I have to say uh, right here at the top, uh, maybe bring this music in because uh, yeah. <laughs> Thursday's show. Thursday show, it was a weird Thursday as it always is, but we really screwed up on Thursday because we. We called the British elections completely inaccurately. We had no idea, I think, what we were talking about on Thursday. So it was just an issue of correction. All that crap about the British elections on Thursday, just disregard that. Pretend you didn't even hear it. Erase it if you can, (laughs) because we were dead wrong. We were wrong about Jeremy Corbyn. We were wrong about who was going to win that election. It was just, uh, it was a mess. And that's just, you know what? It's entirely on me, Buzz, and I'll tell you why. Because I made the the mistake. I broke the cardinal rule of talking about something that was going to happen two seconds after we finished the show, which it did. The, the polls right. closed in England like two seconds after we finished the show. So there was no gap whatsoever for anyone to sit and get a preview, get a sense, a realistic sense of what was going to happen in an election. Because by the time everyone downloaded the show, it had already so, happened, and we looked the, like the, assholes. So the finished show wasn't even <laughs> yeah. correct for a second. It wasn't even, <laughs> not even for a second. You know, I did it to myself. It's for hard. The, it's hard. Yeah. It is. You know, usually what happens is that the news comes and slaps us in the face like two seconds after we finish. Something big breaks right after we're done with the show. But in this case, we screwed ourselves. We set ourselves up for that thing, and... Uh, and so that was not good. That was not good. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to be a whiny baby, but uh, here's what happens: the, the hearings get scheduled for, and now we've got one today. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. I understand it'll run late into the night. You doing allowing me to do the show with you today allows me to to avoid hearing Doug Collins more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's uh, always entertaining. Uh, nine here, don't nine. nine, 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 nine he's still going. Nine, 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 yeah, yeah, no, it's it's over. It's overwhelming, and yeah, it uh, I mean, there's this fire hose of news. We have uh, Rudy Giuliani confessing again, and we've got uh, Rick Gates uh, going to jail. Yeah. Only not very much because he helped a lot, and <laughs> uh, Mike Flynn about to be sentenced, or I guess his sentencing has been delayed again. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, we've uh, China deals, uh, gun research approved by uh, the the Mormon Church is I don't know robbing children or something. I'm not sure yeah. what they're charged with exactly, but. Uh, as I haven't had a chance to get into that yet because of this kind of constant onslaught of news. Yeah. And it's especially hard, this is the whiny baby part, uh, because a lot of these <laughs> hearings are on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm. Uh, and Wednesday's my deadline day, man. I can't be bothered with that. I got I got a show to write. <laughs> right. Is that, is that what's bothering you, Bunky? <laughs> uh, I got a... I, I, 
I got a I got a show I got a show to write, and then and then they they well we're gonna vote Thursday morning. Well, that's when I'm releasing my news. This is exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Only I know in advance that I'm going to be crushed. Right. I know for certain <laughs> yes. uh, ahead of time that I am racing toward uh, you know obsolescence. I, actually, I try to write it so it doesn't work out that way, and I, I've tried to work around these things as much as I can to keep the show as up to date and relevant as possible. And yeah. They're ma- they're making it hard for me, Bob. Damn it. Well, th- I mean that's the thing about. Not- not doing a live show is you have listeners who are listening right away as soon as the show goes up they're downloading it at that instant and then there's also listeners who don't listen for a couple of weeks in some cases so who the hell knows what's timely and what's not i'm just gonna assume that anything beyond the 24 anyone who listens beyond the 24 hour mark is probably not getting the freshest news the freshest perspectives well you know A lot of times, I I hope that's not the case. I kind of watch my show for that because, of course, there's a danger of it uh, turning bad quickly. Yeah, sure. Uh, So I I try to provide backstories and and the kinds of things like, hey, here's how we got here kind Mm -hmm. of stuff. And so that stuff never gets outdated because it's, we're writing history here. This yeah. is what happened. And if you want a, you know, a roundup of what happened, then this is a one place you can go for it. Well, a couple of bits uh, regarding content, regarding content of shows. I, I wanted mm-hmm. to say, first of all, and this may be some sad news for some listeners, but I think I'm finally going to retire Tiny Trump. And I say that not out of... Uh, I know, sorry, I know. I don't say that out of pleasure, but... Please please explain man. yourself, sir. <laughs> yeah, the last couple of weeks, I've been getting more and more hate mail for Tiny Trump. Like, I got this one here. Please stop the baby Trump bit. It's a bit funny, but it's difficult to really hear the actual verbiage. Thanks. And then the, that was one. And then there was another one that was actually much more angry <laughs> than that, if that's possible. Dude, why do you insist on playing Trump clips at a faster speed? Question mark, question mark, question mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, exclamation mark, times five. I understand you're trying to convey that the C-word is a juvenile cretin, but I'm fairly confident in stating that I'm far from the only one who doesn't grasp about 90% of what he's saying. And you know what? Sometimes when I'm listening back to Tiny Trump on the show, uh, neither do I. So, you know, you're not alone on that front. So maybe what we'll do is we'll take well, a little bit of a here's break. What I, here's what I'd say, and, and you maybe have noticed this in, in real life, in real mm-hmm. time. Uh, Trump uh, Trump's energy level seems to be down a bit, yeah. uh, to me anyway. <laughs> and so it's possible that tiny Trump's energy could, could come down a bit yeah. also. Yeah. Wink, Because wink. Yeah, here's the other thing I want to say. Uh, these are the whiny babies. They complained, or a lot of people did, when you played Trump clips at all. That was, in my opinion, uh, part of the the genius of what you were doing. It was a way of going back to playing the Trump clips that nobody wanted, but playing them in a way that was entertaining and and sort of relevant. And uh, so I thought, well, this is just brilliant. This is a great move right here. Uh, and and but they now they're complaining about tiny Trump. So because they went now they say they want to hear what he has. To that's say. right. That's they right. They didn't. They didn't want to hear the tapes. Oh, it's so. It, it see. It's this is us being whiny babies. It's hard <laughs> to well. You know, <laughs> I try when I I try to please. I try to listen to the masses, and know, it seems like do. now we we've got masses. So what I'm going to do, Buzz, is I'm going to stick tiny Trump back in his cigar box. Put a little uh, some cedar mulch at the bottom there, and some uh, you know some, whatever they feed hamsters with. And I'm just going to stick that out of the closet and zoom. You can't let that happen to me. I, I'm sorry, Tiny Trump. I gotta let you go. Gotta I'm, let you go I'm for sorry, a little bit. Sorry, Bob. I didn't understand what he said. <laughs> you can't let that happen to me. He had to say it again because no one's grasping. That's right. 
Um, you know, and also on a positive note in terms of content, I got to say here that Rachel Maddow is doing something that she routinely does, but I want to call some attention to it. This is, I think, one of the greatest things that she does on her show, and that is to outline what the resistance, the left, Democrats, liberals, whatever you want to categorize us as being, she is showing all of the shit that we're doing to fight back against Trump. And we so often get ourselves ensconced in all of the terrible shit that the Republicans and Trump are doing, all of the ways in which, yeah, all the ways in which they're going to screw us in the election and they're going to do this and they're going to do that and it's going to be doomsday. But what she's doing is so vital and so important by highlighting this, it not only gives us a direction in terms of how we can apply our angst and our dissatisfaction with the president into something constructive, but it also lets us know that, yeah, there are people who are fighting back. And it doesn't always seem like that if we're just looking at Twitter, because on Twitter, all we're doing to fight back in that context is to complain, is to shout things into the void and hope that someone hears it, right? But yeah, she's but showing it. Yes, she is. And I'm very happy about that. And and I, you know, I've tried to do the same thing here on your show and, yeah. and on my own show and on social media when, when there's, you know, because I see so much despair. I see somebody, well, that's it. We're screwed. It's done. Yeah. We talked about this last week. Um, uh, you know, the, the, uh, chicken little Democrats, I think I called them, uh, and, uh, you know, and every little development that comes along, oh, well, this time that's it. This, that was the last straw right there. Yeah. It's over ball game over. We're screwed. I, if I had a nickel for every time, uh, somebody <laughs> has said that over the last uh, six or nine months, uh, I, I wouldn't be here. <laughs> Uh, but, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, but it 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 it's just it, it doesn't come true. And uh, people who, again, as I complained last week, because I guess that's what we all do now. Uh, as I complained last week, people who've, who've got it figured out. It goes well. It's going to go this way. Well, you know, this has been nothing but surprises. So what would surprise me is if your prediction were correct, uh, because I don't think anybody can make uh, safe predictions about very many things right now yeah no it's it's more challenging than ever because donald trump is so unpredictable and the thing is i i guess and i i talked about this recently as you know I try my very best to, to wedge myself into his dainty little shoes and try to figure out, try to game out where he's going next. And I kind of did that today in my uh, Salon article for uh, the week. And I want to get into that here in just a second, too. Uh, but one more thing before we dig into all the Ukraine stuff, another gigantic end of the year thank you to the great Rocky Mountain Mike for yeah. providing there some of go. the funniest, best, and, and most well-crafted radio bits uh, that I've ever heard. And so he put together uh, for the end of the year here, it's actually the end of the decade. No one's really even talking uh-huh. about the fact that we're at the end of a decade. Yeah, that used to be a bigger deal. Remember? We don't have time. We don't have time for that bomb. No time. <laughs> Ain't got no time for that. But here is the best of Rocky Mountain Mike for 2019. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. Mike. A 
free service that you need to know about. It's called A Place for Dawn. If you have a windmill anywhere near your house, they say the noise causes cancer. This seems to me you lived your life getting cancer from the wind. The Mitt Romney outrage level has been elevated from troubling to appalling. And he said, I want some gators and snakes. Richard Hensel, amazing work this year, all around. What a cast. One of the hardest working guys in, in podcasting slash radio, Rocky Mountain Mike. It seems like he's got like six of those he's dropping every damn day, and uh, it takes a <laughs> lot of work. He's, he's amazingly prolific, and you think, well, a guy like that never gets outside, uh, and yet he is... And, and and yet he is an artistic photographer. He's uh, you know he does he does get out and yeah. and uh, so I mean this guy stays busy from what I can tell. <laughs> yeah, not just outside, but the right. areas of the greatest natural splendor on the continent. That's where he yeah. is when he's not making stock yeah. And if you haven't, seen, you got to see his photography. Holy God, his uh, right. photography, especially in national parks, which I'm a gigantic national parks buff. <laughs> I fancy does that. It, does it piss you? off that some people are born with too much talent does that bother you oh my god every damn day yeah and speaking of which speaking of rocky mountain mike let's do it (laughs) yep trump is crazy if you have any doubt it's gonna take him out ukraine tiny tiny trump get back into your cigar box (laughs) okay uh, lots to talk about today as far as the impeachment goes. We have an impeachment vote. I think they're going to vote on the House floor. What, tomorrow? Is that when it's going to happen, boss? Tom- tomorrow evening, I believe they're saying, which of course means midnight. <laughs> uh, but no, they, they're supposed to, uh, tomorrow evening, there's a hearing underway as we record this show of the House Rules Committee. Yeah. And uh, that one, they say, could go late, late, late into the night tonight. I see. Okay. Well, yeah, that's what they're doing that right now. They're uh, debating in the House Rules Committee, right. and, and Doug Collins is talking too fast, and, and Raskin's getting pissed at Collins for talking too fast. It's a mess. Uh, but yeah, it's an historic day. Uh, I tried my very best to put everything in context uh, in the. Uh, in salon today, I almost called it in the salon today uh, because I'm I'm weird that way. Uh, but you were also getting your hair done at the time. So. <laughs> That's right. Yesterday, as I was writing, I landed on a bit of research that I thought was 
holy shit, well, this is interesting. I should probably bury this somewhere in my article and not lead with it, which is was a dumb move on my part, but what can I say? I tracked down an OLC memo, an Office of Legal Counsel memo, uh, from the Justice Department circa around 2000. Of course, we all know that uh, the OLC uh, has issued opinions that have stuck throughout the years, especially the one that says, a sitting president can't be indicted. Well, what the OLC giveth, the OLC can also taketh away. And in this case, it turns out that the Justice Department's Office of Legal Counsel ruled in the year 2000, remember this is right after the Bill Clinton impeachment process, right. that, get this, this is pretty big. The Constitution permits a former president to be indicted and tried for the same offenses for which he was impeached by the House of Representatives and, and, and acquitted by the Senate. So this means that Donald Trump can, in fact, get indicted for the very same crimes he's being impeached for. That includes bribery. That includes wire fraud. Right. These are a couple of right. crimes that were listed in the... Uh, in the new 600-page impeachment document from the Judiciary Committee. This is a right. big fucking deal. And and once again, Buzz, what this does is it hammers home my theory that the only way Donald Trump escapes prosecution when he leaves office, and he will leave office, is if he resigns now and gets a pardon from Mike Pence. That's right. the only way that he can avoid getting prosecuted after he leaves office, especially at the federal level. Now, a lot of people are going, well, what about SDNY? What about Eastern District of Virginia and all that? Well, those are federal jurisdictions. Secondly, the state charges so far have only been civil charges. They haven't been criminal charges. So there's a possibility that that continues on. So I, I'm not fully confident in the ability of the states to bring down Trump. I would much rather see him get federally prosecuted. And this OLC memo opens the door wide as fuck to, to allow Donald Trump to be indicted after he leaves office, even for all this Ukraine stuff, after he is acquitted by the Senate. By is that both both the state and federal level uh, you're referring to there? Well, I'm I'm referring to the federal level. This is all these right. are all federal crimes, right. and those are the ones yeah. that really have some oomph behind them. One of, one of the things I would say to the Chicken Littles uh, yeah. is who just are convinced that we're screwed uh, every time something happens. Oh, we're screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I let me say to those people: Donald Trump's going to jail, going yeah. to prison. Yeah. Uh, Rudy Giuliani is going to prison probably even sooner. Mm -hmm. um, you know, these, these crimes will not go unpunished. Things are not as hopeless as they appear. And uh, I, I mentioned, I think, a week or two ago that there are going to be little nuggets like this, like the one you just uh, shared with us, that will be revealed along the way, mm -hmm. that, will, uh, that I think will help light the way uh, out of at least out of the Trump presidency. Yeah. Well, what we know, Buzz, is after the acquittal, and he's probably going to be acquitted in the Senate. I don't want to say for certain that that's going to happen. Right. Thank you. Uh, but but what we know, <laughs> what we know for certain is that he will be impeached. And yes. it's, it's not just the act of impeaching him. It is the words of the impeachment articles themselves yes. that carry so much. Them. Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm sure you've read these documents, Buzz. I mean, this right. language, the writing, 
writing in these impeachment articles <laughs> is impeccable, so concise, and there's almost a poetry to them. There's almost a right. there, there's almost a musical flow to how these words tie together, as any great <laughs> writing usually is. And you know, some someday they will be a Broadway musical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We can only hope, dare to dream, huh? Yes, yes. Uh, history is always going to record that Donald Trump, quote, this is according to, uh, I believe, Article 2, uh, impeachment Article 2, that Donald Trump has acted in a manner contrary to his trust as president and subversive of constitutional government. Subversive of constitutional government. Yes, yes. To the great prejudice of the cause of law and justice and to the manifest injury of the people of the United States. That is some beautiful fucking verbiage right there, if I do say yeah. so myself. They actually uh, say at one point, uh, in the report anyway, in the report that accompanies the articles of impeachment, uh, that he had betrayed the nation. Yeah. Uh, so in addition to these specific crimes that you cited and others, they say there are multiple federal crimes violated here, including uh, bribery and wire fraud, wire fraud in that call to Zelensky. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, and that these, they say, uh, in, as outlined in the report, fall under the umbrella of Article One, abuse of power. That's right. That's right. And, and what we know is after this process plays itself out in the Senate, that Donald Trump is going to declare victory. He's going to say he's been exonerated. He's going to say he's innocent of these crimes, and he is not. The Democrats, the press, can't allow him to get away with that. The record has to be constantly corrected people, because of this guy. Yeah, The people can't let him get away with that. Yep. I, yep. I hope I'm not overstating the importance of what's happening tonight. Um, as some people are listening to this show, maybe they'll be at one of these rallies with over 600 uh, rallies around the country supporting the impeachment of this president mm -hmm. uh, tonight. Many of them outside their Congress uh, persons' uh, offices or headquarters. Yeah. Uh, others in just uh, public uh, venues, public squares. Uh, but I, I think you're going to see a massive uh, turnout tonight. And uh, you know, I'm watching the the numbers of those protests grow. And this is one of the hopeful things because the voice of the people is what is needed here. Uh, it's it's. The only way to, to get Republicans to see the light, I think, is to scare them uh, with the reality of their of their own futures. Yeah. Maybe a little visit, maybe a little visit from the ghost of Christmas future for these fellows. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, because I don't think they would like what they see when the Grim Reaper points uh, for them. Yeah, and again, this is a case where they don't really have any way out of this. Well, they may think they've got a way out. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? Isn't that amazing? I mean, it's amazing. It's scary. It's frightening. It's hilarious. It's all of those things all at the same time. Yeah. They, uh, they're going down with this ship, and mm -hmm. they've had opportunities to bail, and there may still be, although it doesn't look like the doors are closing, kids. Uh, it doesn't look like they're going to have much opportunity to bail on this position. And if that happens, my doomsayer friends... <laughs> I predict if you want to if you want to predict the end of something, uh, the end of the Republican Party, if they allow this guy to take them down with him, and it appears that's where they're headed. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's quite staggering to behold. I mean, as Trump always makes things worse for Trump, clearly his Republican Party always makes things worse for themselves too. And uh, this is another case of that, where they're going to have a hell of, hell of a time with re-election next year, everyone who's in vulnerable districts. If you listen to the guy from uh, Indivisible, who was on uh, Rachel last night, they are targeting a lot of these vulnerable sort of purple state 
Republicans, especially people like Joni Ernst and so on, who are yeah, yeah, yeah lean, obviously right here. Yeah, yeah, leaning toward this, uh, quitting. What, what's who, this, who are some this, other names this, on that list? This this is some of the hopeful stuff I'm talking about. First yeah. of all, I think we have to preface this by saying uh, that a number, if not all, all, I think all but two of the moderate republic, uh, moderate Democrats. Let me start with the Democrats. Okay. All but uh, we thought we were going to lose like maybe seven of them uh, or so. I, I don't remember what the exact number was, but there was a fear because uh, some of them had just refused to take a stand. And uh, because they were a freshman uh, Congress people in uh, vulnerable districts that were swing districts or uh, districts that went heavily for Trump, uh, they knew that their jobs would be uh, over, their careers, their new, their brand new political careers would be over if uh, if they went against Trump. They have taken that risk. They have now, uh, so now there are uh, a handful, at least maybe a half dozen uh, moderate Democrats who have come out in favor of impeachment, making what was going to be a, a slightly divided Democratic vote, uh, making that much more united, almost totally united. Uh, the Republicans, of course, are, are entirely united, but there are, as you were just alluding to, uh, vulnerabilities, including uh, Susan Collins, you mentioned, Corey Gardner of Colorado, Lamar Alexander of Tennessee, Mike Enzi of Wyoming, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, and Pat, and this surprised me, Pat Roberts of Kansas. And just as McConnell has been going after these moderate Democrats, trying to get them to defect on the impeachment vote, uh, likewise, so Mr. Schumer has uh, pursued these seven moderate uh, Republicans. So uh, stuff's in play here. And this is why I say you can't know what we don't know yet. You can't know how this is going to go. I no. mean, uh, obviously, uh, a lot of votes are, are needed here. Uh, there's just so much in play yet and so much we don't know yet. But know this, and, and also based on the polls that we've seen this week, uh, herein lies the hope. If you look closely at those numbers, Republicans are vulnerable they are uh, looking at the breakdowns of what one party feels and what the other party feels. We see that uh, Democrats are much stronger in their conviction yeah. than, than Republicans are. There's a higher percentage of vulnerable Republican voters who uh, agree that, uh, with, with uh, Democrats and disagree with Trump mm -hmm. on uh, some of his claims. So there are people out there who are uh, listening. They they still they're clinging to their beliefs, but they are hearing what you are hearing. That's right. That's right. And in fact, uh, getting down to the nitty gritty as far as the election goes and how this impacts the uh, results in the electoral college. If you look uh -huh. at the state by state polls right now, as far as Donald Trump's right. approval numbers, he right. is badly underwater in so many states, including Georgia, Iowa, Pennsylvania, mm -hmm. North Carolina, Arizona, uh, part of Nebraska. Uh, it's an amazing thing to look at this map and see that if the election were right now and based on Donald Trump's approval numbers state by state, whoever the Democrat is, we get 358 electoral votes to Donald Trump's 180 electoral votes. So that is a uh, I, I, blowout. Yeah. I, I hope that's true. I keep uh, reading uh, reports that contradict one another about yeah. where the swing states stand. Uh-huh. Uh, many of them, uh, some of them I've seen uh, say uh, the swing states favor Trump. Uh, you just cited one, and, and uh, there's another, in fact, a CNN poll uh, that's just out that was much more grim than uh, the other two polls that came out this week. Uh, but uh, Grim for Trump or grim for the Democrats? 
Uh, Gr- Grim, for the uh, the two polls, the other two polls that came out this week uh, were actually very positive. As uh, Fox, the Fox News Channel poll, I'm yeah. not pulling this up here, the Fox News Channel poll and also uh, an ABC News poll, mm. uh, both indicated that Republicans are really uh, coming around at least on the facts, if not on the conclusion yet. Yeah. In other words, they don't agree that uh, Trump should be impeached, but they do agree that he abused his power, that he pressured Ukraine, that he, you know, so they've, they've already conceded these points. This is why yeah, I'm saying yeah. there's more of a chance here than you think. Mm-hmm. And that's very encouraging. Now, the CNN poll, to, to the point that you were making, uh, was not as uh, positive in that respect. But even it found that uh, uh, it found weaknesses and vulnerabilities in the Republican voter base. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I saw something else, too, today, Buzz. Uh, just I don't want to get too far afield from Ukraine. But as far as the right, election right. goes, too, as far as the Democratic nomination goes, I was noticing some numbers back from 2004, at least this point in the 2004 election cycle, which would have been December of 2003. John Kerry, who eventually went on to get the Democratic nomination famously, uh, was polling only at about 4% right now. Howard Dean was far and away leading the field. So it's right. if you use that as a basis, and certainly there are a lot of different factors now than there were in 2004, but if you use that as a basis, then it's anyone's ball game as far as the Democrats go, uh, which is one of the reasons why i'm just sitting back and watching i'm just yeah. watching i'm just observing do. yeah <laughs> right it's all it's all you can do and i yeah. think you know we've sort of trained ourselves to react to everything that comes along I and know. i kind of I, when i cover breaking news i kind of have to but uh, yeah. hopefully in a mostly fact in a in a you know in a factual way as opposed to right. an emotional reaction to things uh here's what happened uh you know but uh it, it's there's a lot. There's a lot to keep up with. It continues to to come at us, and and it's a it's a terrific challenge. Uh, if not just for us, those of us who do this, but for the people who are trying to follow along at home. But what these polls tell me is that the hearings have made a difference, and that uh, people are at least getting the message, even if they're still opposed to impeachment. If you are you for it against it, I'm against impeachment. Uh, but then you start asking specific questions about, well, did he do this? Did he? It's like, yep, yep, mm-hmm, yep, yep. He did all. <laughs> yeah. So they know they know the facts of the case. So we'll we'll just see. It comes down to integrity in the end. We'll see what happens. Well, you know, with Bill Clinton at this point in time in Bill Clinton's impeachment process, only twenty five percent support for impeachment. So we're looking at fifty four percent, at least according to the Fox right. News poll. You were just talking about support impeachment. Now I think it's a little bit less impeachment and, re- and removal, but I think it's still a. Plur- Morality, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, so there is, there is growing support, and it's far beyond what we've seen in the past. So the fact well, that the we're f- this unified is actually, and and you could say 54 percent is pretty fucking unified, uh, at least given the uh, the history of all of this. Well, and given the the current state of division in this country, yeah. I, I here's the other thing the numbers tell us. I think is that there has been no movement in uh, the number of Democrats who favor or oppose impeachment. Yeah. There has been no movement in the number of Republicans who favor or impo- oppose impeachment. Again, it's the independents, it's the people in the middle, and uh, they're they're coming along very nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think I, they, they are the ones who will decide this, and the numbers are very strong there. And among, there are vulnerable, there are more vulnerable Republican voters than there are 
uh, malleable Democrats. Yeah, uh, I, I think, and so, it, it, and then you have the independents in play. So there's there are a lot of people in play here that we're not paying attention to. I get amused when I see people talking about percentages, though, because they'll cite a percentage. I think maybe I mentioned this before too. Uh, oh, it's terrible. Twenty five percent of the people think this. This is awful. Well, it is awful that twenty five percent of the people uh, think that. But what you seem to be ignoring in your uh, public cry of worry is that seventy five percent of the people don't feel that way that's right so i i think i think sometimes we have a a tendency to latch on to the negatives there it's cup half full burbank uh, that's it one, one of the reasons <laughs> yeah. i love you three man. three three quarters full bomb three quarters <laughs> yeah there you go perfect uh okay i i have a very important point also to make about joe biden connected to not only uh the impeachment but also the election i want to do that in just a second but first i, I used to think buzz that new year new me was a thing <laughs> Yeah, I remember right. that about you. I, I every year, it was something that... Remember the Afro? <laughs> you remember? Yes. <laughs> but, uh, you know, now, this year, I'm thinking more like New Year, New Wrinkles. Yeah, yeah. it kind of yeah. comes to that, doesn't it? <laughs> but uh, seriously, with every passing year, we all look a bit older. But now, that's all changed thanks to this magic in a bottle called Plexiderm Rapid Reduction Serum. It's giving us a chance to turn back the clock instead of ringing in another new year of wrinkles. I'm, I'm going to need a vat of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm bathing in it right now, actually. I'm soaking in it. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under-eye bags in just a matter of minutes. It's the easiest New Year's resolution I've ever made. All I had to do was apply this powerful serum to my problem areas, and boy, do I have a lot of problem areas. And within 10 minutes, I was a new me. And the best part is there's no surgery or Botox involved. It's all natural. It's all topical. Don't sweat it. Simply put, I'm blown away by the results. Ring in 2020 with confidence, knowing Plexiderm is going to give you smooth, younger-looking skin in just a matter of minutes. The best part is it goes on clear, so nobody's going to know you're using it. Bye-bye, bags and wrinkles. Hello to the new me. Go to triplexiderm.com. Use my code SEXYLIBERAL for 50% off plus an additional $10 off. That's right, 50% off plus an extra $10 off. This offer is also available by calling 1-800-685-1292, mentioning the code sexy liberal plexiderm is backed by a 30-day money-back guarantee visit triplexiderm.com today use the code sexy liberal at checkout that's triplexiderm.com code sexy liberal thank you the bob seska show the bob seska show Rebel Queens right here. Wings of Darkness. Yeah. Um, as you can tell, this song is called Wings of Darkness from It's Raining Rock and Roll by the great Rebel Queens. Instead of Christmas music this year, as you know, I've decided to replay some of my favorite indie songs originally aired on this show. And not just any songs. I've decided to feature all of our women musicians this year. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Lots of women for the holidays. It's my do favorite. They, do they- do they do anything that has a little more of an edge? 
I'm a, I just I'm make I'm I'm making fun. I really really like that. I really like that a lot. Yeah, it's it's got a great sort of mid '80s heavy metal throwback sound. Yeah. I could totally see like Rob Halford doing the vocals on that song too. Man, I love the Rebel Queens. Yeah, so he was getting it done. And lots more where that came from too. Okay, I got to talk about Joe Biden here. Uh, okay, good. Yeah, see, one thing that I think that Donald Trump is neglecting in this <laughs> attempt that he's making because remember Donald Trump. Just- is risking impeachment buzz. I mean, he's risking removal from office. He's risking historical ignominy in order to cheat in the election because he's that terrified of running against Joe Biden, right? And that's, I think, the big takeaway. Uh, You know, we can see this not as, as Trump's aggression, but Trump's fear of having to run against Joe Biden. And I think what he's neglecting to understand, too, is that by looping in Hunter Biden, which I believe is Joe Biden's only remaining son. Yes, yes. You are making this immensely, he is making this immensely personal for Joe Biden. Joe, at least based on what Joe Biden said to that red hat at that uh, town hall last week, I think it was last week, based on that alone, this is something that Donald Trump was never prepared for, that Joe Biden is now... So fired up because they went after one of his family members. And we know from Joe Biden's history that his family means the world to him, especially some of the tragedies that he's had to go through with his family. You know, whether it's uh, his his son, who was a war hero and died of a brain tumor most recently, or if it's the car accident right after Joe Biden was first uh, inaugurated into the Senate. Uh, this is not a good idea to go after Joe Biden's kids when you're about to run against him. Joe Biden's already immensely popular, uh, state by state, especially. And you go into those swing districts and so on. That's where that's Joe Biden's bread and butter right there. I, I'm sorry. Let, let me just interject because I think sure. this is so relevant. I, I had this on my news last week. I just read you this little paragraph here. Lindsey Graham was on the verge of tears in 2015 when he told a reporter, if you can't admire Joe Biden as a person, you've got a problem. Calling Biden the nicest person I've ever met in politics, as good a man as God ever created. This was at the funeral of Biden's son, Beau. Now, Graham and other Senate Republicans want to drag Biden's only remaining son, Hunter, in for testimony, hoping to knock Biden out of contention (laughs) for the 2020 Democratic nomination. Yeah. Right. So here's what's going to happen. If Joe Biden ends up being the nominee and Joe Biden runs against Donald Trump in the general election, well, there's all kinds of shit that's going to go down in that head to head. But if Joe Biden ends up winning and defeating Donald Trump, do you think that after Donald Trump has made such a big fucking stink about Hunter Biden going after Joe Biden's last remaining son do you think for a second joe biden's gonna hold his fire when it comes to having his ag uh prosecute donald trump after he leaves office no 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 at the very least joe biden's gonna keep his hands off with the ag and let the ag do it rather than saying don't do it we don't do this in this we don't prosecute previous administration joe biden's not gonna say that joe biden's gonna let his ag prosecute this motherfucker and it's about maybe time yeah fuck him maybe i uh, joe biden i think i know is gonna be is gonna take satisfaction in having beaten donald trump in the election that's true uh and and that plus the other the other troubles that donald will be facing uh, when he is no longer president, mm. you know, I can see I can see Biden taking a more bipartisan 
sort of, uh, you know, I, I, I mean, I don't think he's going to let anything go unpunished, but I don't see him using that to be vindictive. I think for him, just the, the electoral victory would be enough. Um, you know, I, I, I mean, I'm not saying he shouldn't, uh, but I, I'm, I'm saying we shouldn't be too sure, I don't think, about what he's going to do. I think he's going to get his pound of flesh, his revenge, in the election and not as president, I think. Wait, are you sure your cup half full, Buzz Burbank, or are you? <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, yeah, no, I know what you. I know exactly what you're saying. But I think what he's going to do is uh, what would happen normally is the president would meet with his AG and go, hey, you know what? In this country, we have this tradition. We don't investigate the previous administration because the right. next administration is going to investigate us. And so we don't want to start that tradition here in the White right. House. So, and, and that would be right. the normal operating procedure normally. for a president. Normally. 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 Right. But right. given how Donald Trump has approached a possible general election with uh, Joe Biden. Let me put it this way. Okay. Whatever he decides to do one way or the other, Fine by me. Yeah, that's right. right. Well, Fuck them. Exactly. Exactly right. But I mean, this is p- pertains entirely to this process of, uh, of of prosecuting Donald Trump once he leaves us. What we know, well, he will he be. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah, there there are there are investigations and prosecutions already underway. He's individual one for crying out loud. Right. He's not gonna he's not gonna skate on that. Yeah. Uh, as soon as he's out of office, uh, he'll be arrested by multiple jurisdictions all at once. Yeah. Fighting for wrist room for their cuffs. Uh, <laughs> well, here's the know. thing. I mean, for a while, Buzz, I was thinking, you know what? We just, as I was just saying, we don't do this in this. It's not a tradition for an administration to investigate the previous administration. It's not a thing for the White House to do. But here's, what, here's what's happening in, in the last couple of months. Donald right. Trump has defied that tradition. He has gotten sure. Bill Barr and John Durham to investigate Agreed. the Obama administration. So that cat is out of the bag. That Pandora's box is wide open, and Trump always makes things worse for Trump. What he has done is he has offered Joe Biden or whoever the next Democratic president is a free pass. He's offered precedent to do exactly what Donald Trump is doing to the Obamas right now. And and so that's going to clearly happen with Donald Trump with the next AG. I don't I don't know if that's if that's necessarily the right the right way to go. I think my my view on this maybe something we can agree on is that I don't think that Biden will lift a finger to stop any prosecutions well, that are all already underway. I I, I I sort of got the impression you were saying that uh, the Biden administration would launch investigations and prosecutions into various people. I, I think he would just allow whatever is in, in progress to continue. Well, there's no uh, prosecution that I'm aware of right now other than the impeachment articles uh, that cover bribery and wire fraud. Oh, I, uh, I think the, in, the, the indictment of uh, Michael Cohen, the, the, the sentence of Michael Cohen, the name's individual yeah. one, uh, the, you know, uh, uh, that, that charge there uh, you know, alone, uh, not to mention the, the other the state charges and uh, local charges that that he now face that he will face as well because of the investigations that are underway. The the bottom line is if they want to, they can. And I right. th- and I really believe they need to and Donald Trump's giving uh, Joe Biden plenty of motive to do it himself if Joe Biden is in fact the uh the nominee and wins the right, general. So, right. Right. Yeah, 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 but I I just don't see him as being vindictive. I see him as allowing the process already underway to continue. Right, right. Well, this would be a right. sort of vindictiveness that would emerge from the shadows. It's, okay. Granted, it's passive aggressive. Yeah, I understand yeah, yeah. that, you know, but but sometimes that's the way to go. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, you know, we also had uh, Donald Trump right in the midst of this impeachment process attacking Nancy Pelosi 
personally, and once again, I go back to my maxim, my rule, Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. And this is another instance where his entire presidency is in the hands right now of Nancy yes. Pelosi. And what does he do? He tweets about her teeth falling out, which, by the way, sure. I haven't quite seen that ever happen before. I've I watched that video over yeah. and over. I, I can't see that. Yeah. And also, don't forget that this was Donald Trump announcing that he was be re- he would be recognizing Jerusalem as the capital of Israel. So today, <laughs> let us rededicate ourselves to a path of mutual understanding and respect. Let us rethink old assumptions and oh open God. our hearts and minds to possible and possibilities. <laughs> and finally, I ask the leaders of the region, political and religious, <laughs> Israeli and Palestinian. Did you catch that, bud? Religious. Yes, yes. Yeah, they they do. Do. Jewish and Christian and Muslim to join us in the noble quest for lasting peace. <laughs> Thank you. God bless you. God bless Israel. God bless the Palestinians. And God bless the United States. Mm, yeah. Thank God, you very much. God bless Thank the you. United States. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Toward the end, it sounds like maybe loose dentures, but the maybe, first part of maybe. it uh, it really sounds like dry mouth, which I guess <laughs> it does it does cer- can be caused by certain medications. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've looked at that clip like the Zapruder footage, and I have noticed some some tooth movement in there. But I, you know, you ah. can't be. You know, we don't know what it was, and clearly, we're not getting that information from the White House either. So <laughs> it's all that's, speculation. Uh, no, that's those are, those are Stephen Miller's fingernails. <laughs> That's what you saw. <laughs> that is there. I think we also have a name for the show today. Thank you very much, ladies <laughs> and gentlemen. Good night. Uh, yeah. So Donald Trump. You know, it's 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 the the great irony of how Donald Trump and his minion and his red hats are going to be approaching the general election, which is it's going to be about Joe Biden being old and doddering and nepotism. It's like the main two yeah. things with Donald right. Trump. <laughs> Who just, who wins in who wins in that battle exactly? Well, yeah, I, I mean, my God, I mean, on one hand, it's frustrating because it kind of if it's Joe Biden, it kind of takes that uh, that cudgel out of our hands to be able to hit Trump with it, because then we're going to have to be defending Joe Biden for a similar thing. But you know, it, it's just uh, it's frustrating in that respect. But at the same time, there's also that great contradiction that, that that they've just decided to use projection. Donald Trump's 2020 campaign strategy is 100 percent about projection. Hey. Hey, look at that guy and his nepotistic oh, yeah. son, and he's given his son money. How could that possibly be that he's getting a job for his boy? When did this? When did that ever happen before? And then we yeah. all go, "Oh my god, I'm going crazy!" That's just the the gaslighting is the. Uh, well, this has been this has been this has been Trump's strategy from the very beginning. Yeah. What a, what a what aboutism, and I I'll be talking about that extensively on, on my show later this week. Okay, the, the whole phenomenon of what a, what aboutism and and how that is extended from the campaign to this impeachment. Well, you know, we were talking about polls a second ago, Buzz, and this came up on Morning Joe, and I thought it was frustrating, and maybe you can talk me down about this. Mike Barnacle is one of the... In fact, you know, I, I kind of like Mike Barnacle. He follows me on Twitter. I, I don't think he's a bad guy. I think he's uh, his heart's in the right place. Sounds, he's right a lot sounds of Sounds like a SpongeBob character <laughs> to me. <laughs> it Mike, is. Mike, Mike Barnacle here. <laughs> Oh, shit. Yes, he lives under a conch shell at the bottom of the ocean. Uh, Yeah, Mike Barnacle uh, said this to Chuck Schumer the other morning, and this kind of shit drives me batty. He said, 
How do you explain the lack of fervor for impeachment among the ordinary working Americans? You know, I, I am so tired of this myth of the kind of swing district, diner-eating, trucker-cap-wearing white guy who is now somehow controlling the entire political debate in that's, this country. You know what I mean? That's not a that's not a myth. That's the McDonald's near my dad's house. Oh, yeah, that's right. But you're, yours, too. Well, mine, yes, mine as well. Yeah. yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it, it's frustrating because I don't know how this got started, but I do know that it's... Uh, it's dominating how, at least in terms of the conventional wisdom, how the Democrats need to be pursuing the election. I'm not exactly sure that that's necessarily the right approach. It's good to have those people back. Don't get me wrong. As many voters as we can accumulate, I'm mm-hmm. fine with it. I don't care where they come from, as long as they're voting for the person with the D after their name. I'm okay with that. What I don't like is catering our the entire Democratic message around what the uh, ordinary working Americans might, might think. Because that, I'm sorry, I don't mean to insult ordinary working Americans, but it seems to me that that's a path to idiocracy. Pandering to this demographic that I think is not necessarily deserving the, of that pandering is frustrating. The, strugg- the struggling white working class has been uh, the the goal and the achievement of the Republican Party. I, yeah, uh, one of them, one of the leaders said uh, within the last day or so, uh, we're now the, we're now the party of the working class. Yeah, uh, that was by design, and they did that with uh, through social campaigns against abortion and for guns, uh, appealing to the kinds of things that would. Uh, round up uh, struggling working class americans especially if they're white yeah. uh and and so that they that's and wh- how did that happen why did that happen because uh, traditionally the the at least in recent history, the Republican Party had been the party of the rich. Yeah. But uh, for all the money they had, rich uh, doesn't buy enough votes. Uh they need they need people, they need bodies to turn out at the polls. Uh, to uh, support their causes for the rich. And so they use uh, social arguments about abortion and guns and the like and gays and immigrants to uh, get their people to turn out at the polls, to get uh, this working. It's not really, it wasn't their people, but it is now yeah. uh, because they've won them over with these conservative social issues to get them to do their bidding uh, for, uh, for example, to pass a major tax cut for corporations. That's right. And, you know, I also, I got a, an email from one of them here, one of the average <laughs> working Americans, one of the ordinary Americans that uh, we're supposed to cater to. And and mm-hmm. this this average ordinary American writes, Trump is the only true American in the White House. Please keep mm-hmm. your unintelligent comments about him off the web. People <laughs> like you is why this country is declining, comma, Hope you rotten hell, smiley face. Well. <laughs> yes, I know. Letters. I know. Oh, we get I do. We get your every day. Oh boy, lots of them. Mm-hmm. There's a contact <laughs> form on my website now, so I get lots of letters. I get lots of letters. You, well, you you is the problem. <laughs> so I mean, as as was pointed out in that in that uh, wonderful. Yeah, you see that a lot, uh, but but it's true, and your your point is correct that uh, there are a lot of people out there who feel that way. Uh, damn, the facts be damned, uh, they they're going with their gut, and there's no changing their gut because they're not yep. not using their minds. 
Uh, it's it's the death of intellectualism, man. It's been it's been coming. We've been talking about this repeatedly. Uh, it, it's now not cool to be smart. Yeah. It's 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 much cooler to be tough and to decide from your gut. Yeah, and it's not the easiest thing in the world to be smart in 280 characters. It's not not the uh, best, uh, no, most tell, conducive tell way. Me, tell me about it. It's where I make my most embarrassing mistake. <laughs> you too? Me too. Yeah. Me too, Buzz. Oh, I'm giving man. you a fist would it, bump. Would it kill them? Do they not have the technology at Twitter? Could they just not figure out the edit button? Is oh, that my it? God. They, the the guys at Facebook won't share that the valuable knowledge with them. Is that the problem? <laughs> You're speaking my language, my friend, at one hundred percent. Okay, uh, back with more show right after these words. Bastards. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska! one of my favorite band names from all of the indie bands that uh, submitted music this past year at bobseska.com slash music. Uh, this is I Hate You Just Kidding. <laughs> song is called Constellation from the uh, album of the same name. Link in the description. Uh, wow. Yeah. And you know what? I, I'm thinking on uh, Friday's after party, what I'm going to do. I haven't played any holiday music this year. And what I'm going to do on right. uh, Friday's after party is interspersed between, uh, you know, me and Kimberly talking about dicks and things like that, uh, which we tend to <laughs> often do. I don't know how the a, show a, a, a hol- a, It's a holiday tradition. <laughs> Right. It's the last show before holidays. Kimberly and I just talk about dicks. Um, right. Yes. And not the not like Donald Trump dicks. I'm talking about dicks, dicks. I don't the know actual, how that well. <laughs> the actual thing. Uh, but between that, between that uh, compelling conversation, uh, I'm going to play some Christmas music, play some uh, indie Christmas songs, some songs by uh, some of my favorite indie bands that we've played here on the show. They've done some holiday music. I just got a brand new one from... One of my favorites from this past year, from Freak Bass, and he just sent in uh, his cover of "Happy Christmas War Is Over," and I can't, I can't wait, oh, I can't wow. wait to play that for you. It's well, a get it out now. It's it, yeah, it's a funky version <laughs> of of that uh, John Lennon classic. I can't wait to play oh, that man. in the show. Yeah, I think then, we got, and then you you wrap it all up with Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You." <laughs> 
Yes, that's right. So because everyone, be, uh, everyone demands to hear the Mariah well, Carey. Well, we're, we're we're not hearing enough of it for my money. And I will also say too, just by way of uh, previewing, I, <laughs> by, by way of Thursday's show, and I don't mean to disappoint you, Buzz, here, but uh, on Thursday's show, I think yes. I'm going to use my abilities as a psychic medium, and oh. I think I think I'm going to try to summons up the ghost of Eddie Money to give us his annual holiday oh my. greeting because no Christmas is complete without the money man. That's right, Eddie Money. Eddie Money and Dicks. These are the traditions of the <laughs> that's right. Bob well, Seska holiday show. We're a little bit strange. We're a little bit off the beaten path. We see things a little bit differently. Um, okay, let's get back into uh, the impeachment and everything. You know, uh, Rudy Giuliani uh, confessed again, Buzz. Yes, uh, yes, yeah. he's an idiot. He's just a complete idiot, isn't he? Yeah, and, and again, this goes to the gaslighting. This goes to the madness of this whole thing where we're all going, yes, they're guilty, absolutely, 100%. Well, no, they're not. You don't have any evidence of this. And I said, well, yes, we do. We have confessions. Like, here's a, here's a really big one. Rudy Giuliani admitted to the New Yorker. He said, I believed that I needed Jovanovich out of the way. She was going to make the investigations difficult for everybody. I didn't need her out of the way. I forced her out because she's corrupt. That's what he said. To, then he followed up with that's we, what he said to Laura, Laura Ingram. We, we we need her out of the way. See, <laughs> what the fuck, man? These guys, I swear to God, these are the luckiest bastards. On the face of the earth. The fact that Rudy Giuliani is still at large, the fact that Donald <laughs> Trump is still at large, is an amazing display of just impeccable luck. Good God. They have well, found... One. Now you're Mr. Half Full. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's true that any yeah, other person yeah. would have been true. decimated. I mean, any other candidate would have been destroyed if they had done that Serge Kovaleski uh, thing, the, the flailing thing that Donald Trump did of that uh, that reporter. Right, uh, right. You know, even that, I mean, the John McCain thing, any of these things would have destroyed any other candidate. But Donald Trump is the luckiest bastard on the face of the planet. Fuck you! I know, well, and... and uh, he's just a very good carnival barker. He's just a very good con man. This is the one thing he knows how to do, is manipulate people, which yeah. made him perfect for the Republican Party, Going back to my description of their evolution uh, earlier uh, from being the party of the rich, which they still are, to being the party of the common people, which they finagled by using conservative issues. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is the same thing here. Uh, you know, they, just, they, they got nothing except Rudy, who, yeah, said we needed to get her out of the way. We need to get Yovanovitch out of the way so we could investigate the Bidens. He came right out and said that. Yeah. And, and that's the amazing thing is that this is a crime. The president's being impeached for a crime that is still in progress. Yeah. The, the bur we're looking at the security video. The burglars are still in the jewelry store. We can see them. The police have not arrived yet. Uh, and this is this is what we're what we're witnessing now. The crime is being committed as the president is being impeached for it. It's it's astounding. And they're just daring the authorities to come yes. after them. I mean, it's they're like nuts. it's like Rudy Giuliani is running up to the police department front door, knocking on mm. the door and leaving a flaming bag of shit there. And, and but but with a little uh, post-it note on the door that says flaming bag of shit, courtesy of Rudy Giuliani. And then he dashes off into the bushes. And, but here's the thing. Here's the thing for, again, for the pessimist. He can't run as fast as they can. 
They're going. Yeah. They're going to catch him. Right. They are going, and and, and in fact, they're all on their way. I mean, the investigation is already underway. The criminal investigation into Rudy Giuliani and his business and his business associates. These are very very serious charges. Uh, Rudy's going to jail. I I just I don't see any way around that. Yeah. So while he may run free now. And, and uh, I guess to some good fortune, uh, Trump is mostly physically confined to the White House. Uh, but uh, you still have R Rudy running loose around the world uh, w while facing these very serious charges. I can't help but think that's not going to last very much longer. I think I think things are about to pop, especially since he keeps saying these sorts of things. We needed to get her out of the way, see? <laughs> That's right. I mean, he, he's kind of saying it like a mobster would, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. And yeah. I think you know whether it's, it's what it is. Whether he's gotten Biff to uh, float a pardon or or what. I don't know what the thing is with Rudy Giuliani, but he feels brazen enough that he can just spout this shit off with impunity. And it, I don't know how he's getting away with it. Again, lucky bastards. Uh, before we wrap up, Buzz, I want to get your opinion on the this Supreme Court case that uh, apparently is going to get heard in March, and then we'll have the results by June. Uh, they're going to decide on Trump's immunity from investigation. This ongoing matter of you know whether or not uh, 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 Mazars and and whether or not the House uh, committee the House committees can get their hands on uh, Donald Trump's tax returns and and the, the broader picture of whether or not the president can be investigated while in office seems to be a, uh, a hot potato as far as uh, Bill Barr goes. But I think the Supreme Court is going to weigh in on this. Where do you think they're going to land? Do you think because I know a lot of people are yeah. going, they can't possibly give Donald Trump this kind of power because otherwise they're rendering themselves irrelevant. Basically, where, where do you think it's going to land? Yeah, bless you. Bless your heart, because you're the only person I know who would ask me how I think the Supreme Court is going to rule. <laughs> But that being that being said, I do I do have a feeling. Of course, there can be no certainty. As I said to somebody online, this could seriously go either way. It really could, and that's a reason to be very concerned. Yeah. At the same time, I, my gut tells me that uh, Roberts and at least one of the conservative on the court, uh, whose name escapes me at the moment, which is why I shouldn't be asked this question. <laughs> Neil but, Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, uh, uh, Sam Gorsuch, Alito. maybe Go Gorsuch. Okay. Yeah, Gorsuch. Thank you. That's the one. Okay. Uh, certainly not. Certainly not Kavanaugh. I think All we right. know what he's going to do. Yeah. But I think there's a good chance that uh, these two conservatives will join uh, the the liberals on the bench and uphold the Constitution. I, I think uh, my read on the court is if it comes to abortion or guns or corporate rights or we know how the court's going to rule. It's a majority conservative. This isn't about those issues. This is about the foundation of the government. This is about the Constitution. The court takes that very effing seriously. Yeah. And they, I don't think, are going to take this lightly and make these decisions lightly. I think their decisions could be split. I could see them denying the Manhattan District Attorney his subpoena for those records. I can, I can envision that happening. Um, but I don't think uh, the court will rule that he can keep it from Congress. And I think the high court will rule, as lower courts have, that it is laughable to think that a president cannot even be investigated, much less 
prosecuted. So I, I just don't see the, the constitutional parts of this surviving the Supreme Court. And thank you for asking. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> you know, I do have you on the show for a number of reasons, including the fact that you kind of know things. I do read a lot of stuff. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, like everybody else, have, have a gut, you know, have a have a sense of, and I, I sort of, I, if, if I've done anything well, I think it's uh, my ability to pick up on the vibe of of, of uh, the various aspects of this, be it uh, Republicans in Congress, Democrats in Congress, the president, whatever. I think I got a pretty good beat on what's happening. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I guess I draw my conclusions from those things. So there's a bit of breaking news here. And I know we're way late wrapping up the show. We're kind of bleeding into the postmortem show at this point. But uh, Donald Trump has delivered a letter to Nancy Pelosi. And it is, so far, from what I can see here, it's at least four pages of insanity. Gigantic, Uh run-on paragraphs. Um, It says, Dear Madam Speaker, I write to express my strongest and most powerful protest against the partisan impeachment crusade being pursued by the Democrats in the House of Representatives. This impeachment represents an unprecedented and unconstitutional abuse of power by Democrat lawmakers. Well, that gives you an idea of the tone. The Democrat... Uh Uh, pejorative, Uh, unequaled in nearly two and a half centuries of American legislative history, as if Donald Trump knows anything about American legislative history. He says here, uh, the articles of impeachment introduced by the House Judiciary Committee are not recognizable under any standard of constitutional theory, interpretation, or jurisprudence. They include no crimes, no misdemeanors, no offenses whatsoever. (laughs) You have cheapened the importance of the very ugly word impeachment. That's a weird sentence. You have cheapened the importance of the very ugly word impeachment. Uh, So it's important and ugly at the same time, I guess. I guess that's what he's saying. Uh, By proceeding with your invalid impeachment, you are violating your oaths of office. You are breaking your allegiance to the Constitution and you are declaring open war on American democracy. You dare to invoke the founding fathers in pursuit of this election nullification scheme, yet your spiteful actions display unfettered contempt for America's founding and your egregious conduct threatens to destroy that which our founding fathers pledged their very lives to build. Even worse than offending the founding fathers, you are offending Americans by of faith by continually saying, I pray for the president when you know this statement is not (laughs) true. She got to him. (laughs) Unless it is meant in a negative sense. It is a terrible thing you are doing, but you will have to live with it, not I. Your first claim abuse, but it goes on and on. I mean, I'm just uh, just skimming through this. It's teeny tiny text. Let me... Let me. He did. He did use the line. More due process was afforded to those accused in these Salem witch trials. Wow. So, in a, in a, you know, so he deviates from fact uh, repeatedly. Uh, the thing's full of his statement. Here's what I'd say about that. Since you didn't ask, uh, is that uh, he's scared, and you know what makes uh, somebody even more scared? Their ignorance of what's happening to yeah. them. And it is clear from this letter that he does not understand. Uh, what he's facing, and uh, he understands how to fight back. He's still that con man. He still knows how to fight in his own way, but he does not understand what he is facing here. That is so clearly reflected in what he has written, and uh, these are clearly the words of uh, of a man who was scared. I think we knew he was scared before this letter. This letter uh, puts a 
puts a Trumpian exclamation mark behind that. You are the ones interfering in America's elections. You are the ones subverting America's democracy. So, you, you're the ones right. obstructing justice. You are the ones bringing pain and suffering to our republic for your own selfish, personal, political, and partisan gain. You are the ones who are the ball lickers. <laughs> See also what I was saying about projection earlier on the show. Uh-huh. Fuck, man. Right. He, he accuses Democrats of a perversion of justice. Wow, and uh, and and the sad thing is, as you know, that locked in thirty or forty percent of Republicans who support him, I contend it's less than that. Yeah, uh, those folks are are so proud of him for writing this letter, and they so agree with every word in it, including all the stupid wrong ones. <laughs> Yeah, he also uses all caps words in here, like of course, nothing. because that's what presidents do. <laughs> that's right. This uh, this is not just a letter. This is a manifesto. This is like a, a list of grievances. Perfect, all, just in time for Festivus. It is <laughs> Festivus. A, yeah, it's a Festivus, the annual Festivus letter from the President of the United States. The, I think we all we can all hang our stockings on that, can't we? <laughs> Now can I wrestle him? Can I do some feats of strength? <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, obviously here we're at the end of the show, but, man, there's so much material here to dig into. You guys are going to have to do it on your own. <laughs> the way through yeah. is... Uh, some, there will be some homework. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, the post-mortem show is coming up next. The last post-mortem show with Buzz Burbank for 2019. And, uh, yeah, starting uh, at the end of this week, it's holiday time for all of us. And I, I can't fucking yeah. wait. I can't we wait. We need it. We need it so badly. As yeah. we wind at the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I'm going to write a whole manifesto with lots of gigantic paragraphs. There now. you go. It, it is Festivus. It's, it's all filer complaints. It's Festivus. Let's go. <laughs> Do you have your Festivus poll? I've got a sturdy, sturdy Festi- Festivus poll ready to go. out in the. I've heard room. that. Oh, oh, is that where it is? Okay. <laughs> Okay, uh, Buzz Burbank News and Comment. The dirty, dirty-minded mind of uh, Buzz Burbank. Coming up on Thursday, buzzburbank.com. Also at realmnetwork.com. And everywhere you get your podcasts, it's the best hour of news you can hear all week. Also, uh, the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network can be found at sexyliberal.com. Please support all the Sexy Liberal shows, including this one, including Proud Resistor, including Stephanie Miller's show, including Jody Hamilton's show, including John Fugelsang's show, including Rude Pundit's show, including uh, oh, Dana Goldberg has a great new show, and House Sparks, and, and Jackie Schechner. Sexyliberal.com. Spread the word. Tell all your friends and give us all a five, uh, five-star five rating and review. Why don't you? Thank you so much for that. Uh, meanwhile, sign up for our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. You can also uh, go shopping. Go shopping until you're dropping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. It's the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo. Thank you for doing that. Thank you for doing all of your holiday shopping through our link. I've been noticing some, uh, some big-time sales going on there, so I really appreciate that. Okay, that's it for the show. We'll see you on the postmortem show. It'll be an abbreviated one, but we're going to do it anyway. See you on our Patreon. (laughs) Merry Christmas to one and all. Bye-bye. This is Ryan Knight, and if you've enjoyed this podcast, you're going to love my podcast, Amped Up with Proud Resistor, 
where we dive deep into progressive issues, Trump's crimes. And we have great guests like Rosie O'Donnell, Rob Reiner, and Malcolm Nance. You're such a name dropper. Oh, you know. So come on and join us at Amped Up with Proud Resistor on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network.